You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Let us pray. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's Word. So I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We're in talk three of our series, Dear Prodigals, on the book of Deuteronomy. And we're going to read this passage together, and it reveals God's heart. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 12 to 16, that's what we're going to talk about today. So in the past two talks, we found that Moses was giving like a history class. From chapter 12 to 16, what we're going to talk about today, it's, it's as though he's giving a worship seminar. And in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 12 to 15, we read together. One, two, three, go. If you carefully obey the commands I am giving you today, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and soul, then He will send the rains in their proper seasons. Pause. Imagine that we are now living in an agricultural society during ancient times. No modern massive dams, no modern irrigation systems. Everything depended on rain, yes or no? And so here was a promise of God saying rain's gonna come, the early and the late rains. So you can bring in your harvests of grain, new wine and olive oil. He will give you lush, pasture land for your livestock and you yourselves will have all you want to eat. How many of you want that? All you want to eat. <laughs> Be careful to obey all my commands so that all will go well with you and your children after you because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. Today, I want to preach this message. Everybody say, I'm listening. God is committed to your well-being. God is committed to your well-being. I want you to touch somebody beside you. Tell that person, God is committed to your well-being. He really is. And this is the original vision of God. You go to the first book of the Bible, to the first story, God's creation. God wanted us to be in Eden. And He wanted us to eat from the tree of life. And He wanted us to eat the abundance of the garden. And so the reason why God is giving us these laws and commands is because He wants us to be brought back to the garden. My dear friends, this is God's plan. He wants us back in His garden. How many of you want to go back to that garden? A representation of all that is good. He wants your well-being. Now, I need to say this because people, people misunderstand. Brother Bo, really? God is committed to my well-being? Why do I have problems? Why, why do I have struggles and trouble and difficulties and storms and earthquakes and calamities and tragedies in my life? Why did I just lo lose my loved one? Why, 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 why am I going through so much hardship financially? If God is committed to my well-being, why am I not well? Can I give you an answer? 
Listen carefully. God is committed to your well-being, not your comfort. Chew on that. Chew on that. If you're as old as me, you would have already accepted the fact that if you want to have well-being, you're going to have to suffer. And if you have not yet accepted that, you're going to be in a lot of distress because you're going to have a lot of false expectations about what life is. My dear friends, God is committed to your well-being, not to your convenience. In fact, you will have to go through a lot of inconvenience to experience well-being in your life. Yes or no? You cannot even become healthy if you won't go through discomfort and pain and struggle and suffering. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Married people, raise your hand. You cannot even have a beautiful, wonderful marriage if you will not go through a lot of pain, a lot of dying, a lot of self-donation, a lot of generosity that will cause struggle in your life. And so friends, this is, this is, just wanted to share this with you before we go into, and this is just a little intro, that before we talk about worship and all the laws of worship, and, and Moses will talk about that, we, we, we need to establish this fact. Why is God giving all these laws? Because He is committed to your well-being. If He was not committed to your well-being, listen carefully, God will tell you, Bahala ka sa buhay mo. You do what you want to do. You be greedy and you be lustful and you be proud and you be selfish. I don't care. God will do that. No, God says, I'm committed to your well-being. Here is how to do it. Am I making sense to you? Amen. Put your hand over your chest and everybody say, Father, thank you for being committed and working for my well-being. Thank you. I receive this commitment, this relationship with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thy word is a lamp Unto my feet and a light unto my hand. Give the Lord a big hand and love Him today. Love Him today. Amen. One more time, tell somebody beside you, God is committed to your well-being. Wonderful. Give, a, give that person a hug if you can. Give that person a hug before you sit down. Just hug somebody. We had a Jewels conference yesterday and that was so beautiful. All the women in the house who joined that conference, thank you for being there. And if you were not there, join us next year. It is so good. So Moses starts talking about worship in five chapters. And you will be surprised at what comprises worship in the mind of Moses and in the mind of the author of Deuteronomy. What you would not think as worship somehow ends up in this worship seminar by Moses. And so there are two very, I believe, very important things that we need to learn about this. And after reflecting on the five chapters, I came up with these two lessons and I'm going to share them with you. May I? Yes. So two revolutionary lessons, thoughts, truths about worship. The first one is this, and maybe this is no surprise to you. Worship is relational. Can everybody say that? Worship is not, is not doing something. Worship is relating to someone. Worship is God saying, I want to have an exclusive relationship with you. Everybody say exclusive. 
And we modern people will look at that and we say, Bakit? Why does God want me to have an exclusive relationship with Him? And maybe a part of us will think, maybe God is insecure. He does not want any, you know, competition. God is a, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe, maybe He's power hungry. He wants, ako lang, ako lang, ha? Ako lang worship nyo. Why is God like that? Ask me why. None of the above. Here is why, and, and this is something that I, I, was, I was thinking about, and I was saying, oh my gosh, it's true. God, He is the only one who is committed to your well-being. Other gods, they're not. Did you hear me? They are either indifferent to your well-being, or they're committed to your destruction. Those are the false gods that we have. Can I give you an example? Many years ago, I was talking to a young, pretty woman, 26 years old. Let's call her Carol. She told me how her boyfriend was two-timing her. The boyfriend actually left her without talking to her. And she was crushed. And later on, she found out that that ex was now with that other girl. And she told me a very humiliating situation. You know, there were many times where she wanted just to end it all. It was, she was so devastated. She really, really, really loved this guy. And she told me a scene that one time she saw and she was stalking her ex. And when the ex left his office, she rushed to him and in a busy intersection in front of many people, she kneels down in front of her ex-boyfriend and she says, please, I cannot live without you. Bumalik ka sa akin. You know, you know I, I thought these things happen only in the movies, right? No. Truth is stranger than, than uh, reality, stranger than fiction. And, and, and she was, how can I live without you? I want to know. How can I breathe without you? If you ever go, I will. You know, and, 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 and it was so humiliating. And I want you to look at that picture. Imagine that picture. X here. Just coming out of work, you know, bringing, I don't know, bag or something, and then gets shot. The girl kneeling in front of him, clutching one leg. That picture, what do you call that? Worship. False God. What am I saying? I'm saying that we can make human beings as her false God. And I was talking to this girl and I was telling her, you know, you, you've got to turn to the Lord. You, you've got to turn to the Lord. And she said, Brother Bo, araw-araw ako nagsasal? Nasana bumalik siya? And I told her, not that prayer. You've got to let go and you've got to let God and if, if I'm going to use the language of this talk, if, 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 you know, I, if I just came from giving this talk and then I would talk to her, I would tell her this, your ex does not care for you, only God is committed to your well-being. Yes. Friends, we have a problem. We make human beings our gods. We do. And, and, and the reason why we, you know, it's crazy because we make the other person the core of our identity, the core of our meaning, the core of our purpose. When, and when that person leaves us, when that person departs, when that person is unfaithful, when the person is not true to the promise. That he, and, and what happens is we get harmed, we get hurt, and we get devastated because here's the thing. When we expect from other people what we should only expect from God, you didn't hear me. 
You did not hear me. When we expect from other people, boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, da, dad, husband, wife, cousin, friend, child, son, daughter, friend, when we expect from another human being what you should only expect from God, perfect love, perfect faithfulness, perfect breath. If we do that, we are worshiping another false God who is not committed to your well-being the way God is committed to your well-being. They are either indifferent or you are worshiping a demon, a demon that is committed to your destruction. And God is saying, guys, let's have an exclusive relationship. Worship me alone because I'm the only one who's on your side completely, 100%. I'm willing to die for you on the cross. I'm the only one who's going to do this. If you're going to worship money, or if you're going to worship power, or if you're going to worship fame, or you're going to worship another human being, a human being cannot do that. Ako lang. You and your existence will be in danger. And you might just end up broke. My dear friends, human beings are not very good deities. We are too broken for that lofty position. I want you to, can I give you, can I ask this question? Have you made another human being your God? And I pray, I pray that you, you and I, all of us, we repent. You see, when you make another human being your God, that person, you'll just be frustrated. Yes or no? But not only that, if you make another person your God, you will be toxic to that person. <laughs> and and you, will, you will load up expectations too high for that person to fulfill. And so God is telling you, no, you worship me. Let's have an exclusive relationship. There's another thing about, about this whole chapters on worship that we need to learn from. And it's in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 2 to 4. And this is what Moses says. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. When you drive out the nations that live there, you must destroy. Everybody say destroy. All the places where they worship their gods, high on the mountains, up on the hills, and under every green tree, break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Burn their Asherah poles and cut down their carved idols. Completely erase the names of their gods. Do not worship the Lord your God in the way these pagan peoples worship their gods. Now, why? Everybody say, why? Why, why bother? I mean, let's just worship God alone. And why, 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 why do we have to destroy this, you know, idols and altars that, that don't belong to the Lord? And, and two reasons, two reasons. Number one is you want to decrease temptation. Everybody say that. It, it's kind of common sense. Imagine you're a Jew and, you know, there, there are... You know, the, you, you left the altar of Baal there and you left the, another altar of another God there. And, you know, they, they lived. I can, can I say this to you? We, we shared this a while ago. They lived amongst peoples and nations and tribes that worshipped so many gods. The Canaanites, for example. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. The Canaanites. They, they, they worshipped 234 deities. 234! The Egyptians had more. Depending on the list that you, will, that you will look at, they had either between 700 to 2,000 gods and goddesses. Israel had one. Only one. Boring. The other gods were more alluring and colorful and captivating and had all this drama of fighting and, and, and having step gods and steps. You know, just, just so colorful with all their envy and their jealousy and their battles. And, and well, the Israelites had won. And sometimes I think it's, it's very tempting when you have all these foreigners, especially the foreigners who were worshiping these false, false gods, they were richer. They were more powerful. They had an army. And they were conquering this land and that land. And little Israelites, you know, they, they, they never did. They never, no, they only have one God. And, but they were weak. And they were smaller. 
And probably envy would hit them and they will ask, what's wrong with us? And then these other people, they would see them carrying their idols and frequenting their Baal shrines. And, and the Israelites, they, they didn't. And they, they probably... And so what, what Moses said, no, choose me and then destroy this because you don't want to be tempted. Am I speaking to somebody here? You don't want to be tempted. So, you know, you don't, you don't anymore see the temptation there of you worshiping another God. Or you wish we, no, you, let's, let's get rid of them. Common sense. How many of you here would like to get rid or at least decrease eating junk food? You want that? I, I need to make a confession. I, I was a junkie. I love chichiria. You know, for decades. And then my wife, I want to thank her. She changed our chichiria to something healthier. But it was still chichiria. But you see, if, if you want to remove the temptation of chicharia, you want to decrease junk food, all you do is this. You want to know how? Ask me how. Go to your pantry where you store all your food, get a box, and then get all the junk food from the pantry. And then go look at your phone, look, look at all the phone and, and, the, and all the people there, and look for the friend that you least like. And then you say, I have a gift for you. You know, and then give that box. I'm just kidding, by the way, the friend that you didn't like. You give that box away. And so next time you have a craving, like when I'm, when I'm in, you know, you, I want to rest in the evening and I'm, I'm watching a K-drama with my wife. Um, we were watching Agency and never mind. And then we, we, we were, we, you know, and I want to munch something. You see... And, oh, I want to munch something. And so I stand up and I go to the pantry. I, I gave it already away to the friend that I least like. And so, but I'm still hungry. What do I have to do? I have to go to the store. You make it difficult. Am I making sense? You make it difficult for you to be able. It's common sense. Decrease temptation. Get rid of stuff. Now, there's a second reason. The second reason is you want to increase protection. Everybody say that. Because let's face it, my dear friends, spiritual power, good or bad, it manifests through symbols, whether physical or metaphysical. And this is the theology of the sacraments and the sacramentals. Why do we believe in holy water? The holy water is holy because our faith opens us to the presence of God that manifests through the medium of water. We believe in that. And so spiritual power, I repeat, good or bad, manifests through symbols. Symbol, everybody say symbols are powerful. And so you could go into an obsessive, obsessive uh, pursuit of stuff in your life and objects in your life that you consider evil and get rid of them. But I think in our modern age, the most powerful symbols is in media. Everybody's saying, hmm. And tell somebody beside you, you need to be more choosy. You want to get rid of the symbols of evil in this world by being more choosy with what you watch and what you listen and what you read because that's power and it opens your mind so it's very very important I, i'm going to close i'm going to close my section here i'm going to pass the microphone to alvin in a while but i just need to read you 1 peter 5 verse 8 let's read together one two three go your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Moses, he wanted the Israelites to get rid of the idols. Ask me why? Because it's possible that they were used for evil. They were, give you examples, Molech. I, I, we, we've always talked about Molech because he was such an evil 
that the practice of worshiping Moloch was so evil at that ancient time that they would take their babies and they would throw the baby crying onto an open pit of fire in the belly of this idol made of iron. That's how they were. That's evil. Or the Asherah gods where there would be temple prostitutes and it was part of their cultic worship to have, the, to have sex with prostitutes. Evil. And so Moses was saying, get rid of them. And in our lives, we, we need to be aware that we can either worship gods that are indifferent to your welfare or we can slip into being subjected to demonic forces that are hell-bent, committed to your destruction. And you don't want that. And what you want to do is um, two things. Two things I want to just share with you. Please be aware there is an enemy. Yes or no? Everybody say, there is an enemy. There is an enemy that prowls around and he wants to destroy you. He wants to steal away your joy. He wants to steal away your marriage. He wants to steal away your health. He wants to steal away your relationship with God. And you need to be aware. One more time. Everybody say, there is an enemy. And you need to be careful. And you need to be more choosy. With the symbols in your life. But the second thing I want to share is that instead of fear. Everybody say, instead of fear. I want you to trust in the God who is working for your well-being and he is mightier than your enemy. Because it is very highly possible that you're, you're thinking, okay, brother Bo, there's an enemy. Oh my gosh, there's a devil prowling and, and he really wants to destroy you. Don't fear. Trust in the God who is committed committed. He does not only wish you well. He does not only, you know, oh, I wish you well. No, he is committed every single day of your life, working hard for your well-being. Alvin Barcelona, come along. Brother Bo Sanchez never fails to bless us. It is preaching. Thank you so much. And I want to thank all of you on behalf of the Feast Bay area for coming to our grand feast today here at PICC. Despite the long weekend. And uh, we're campaigning for next uh, Sunday. Because it's going to be a longer weekend <laughs> in Metro Manila. I think uh, Friday might be a non-working day for uh, public offices. And we're testing the waters next Sunday. Because we'll be having two sessions. 9 a.m. for the English session and 2 p.m. for our Taglish session. So please do come and invite family and friends. And uh, when you come, you, we, you bless others as well and you help us sustain what we do. Just a little note, Plenary Hall won't be available on Sunday, but we will definitely be here at PICC. So please watch out for details in our announcements. Are you happy to be here? Yes. Let's clap our hands again to the Lord. Worship is transformational. Can you say that please? Transformational. Amen. Moses in his continuing lecture on worship in Deuteronomy powerfully reminds the Israelites and us today that real worship should always change you. Pinagbabago ka ng inyong worship. Alam niyo nung, uh, when, when I was in my 20s, about three years ago, I, I, uh, I, I uh, attended acting workshop se uh, sessions. Arti artista ako noon eh. Medyo may anggi pa naman hanggang ngayon eh, no? Tapos natutunan ko sa acting. Acting ito ha. Tinuro sa amin ng mga director namin, dapat pag may role ka, ikaw dapat yun. Internalization yun eh. Kaya halimbawa ang role mo, baliw ka, dapat convincing na baliw ka talaga. Hindi ba? Talagang pag nakita ka nila, yun ang pagkatao mo, baliw. Dahil yun ang role mo. Pero etong mahalagang natutunan ko sa acting workshop director ko, 
Pero pag sinabi ng director na cut, ay balik ka na sa bati mong pagkatao. Baka tapos na yung palabas, baliw ka, baliw ka pa rin, hindi ba? Masyado mo na internalize. Kaya may mga workshops kami na ibibigay mo lahat. Pero pag sinabi ng director na cut, tapos na. Tapos na yon. Iba yung role mo sa entablado o sa in front of the cameras, iba yung totoong buhay mo. Tama? Yan ang hinding-hindi ko ituturo at sasabihin sa worship. Kasi sa worship, walang cut. Hindi pa pwedeng yung pag dito ka o pag nag-worship ka, banal na banal ka na iyan. Okay yan, okay yan. Pero baka pagkatapos ng feast, paglabas mo, nagpa-park ka o palabas ka ng kotse na git-git ka. Hoy! Ano ba? Nakita mong... Tapos sabi sa'yo, sabay tayo nag-worship kanina. Iba yun! Mayap yun. Diba? Mga kilala nga ako, yung kamay na ginagamit pang worship, I love you, Lord. And I live. Pero pag-uwi sa bahay, yung kasambahay niya, bakit hindi mainit itong sabaw? Sinabi ko, yung parehong kamay na ginamit sa pang-worship. Naku, andito ni mga kumahe ko, mag-worship pa kami. I love. Naku. Pag ganun po ang nangyari, hindi worship ang tawag dun. Ano tawag? Tanong nyo ano? Acting. Kasi may cut. Kaya sa worship po, walang cut. The worship that you do here continues on outside. Kaya nga sa highest form of worship natin sa Misa, anong sinasabi nila, Father? The Mass is ended. But go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Tapos na yung Misa, pero yung Misa papatuloy sa iyong pagmamahal at paglilingkod, lalong-lalo na sa labas ng simbahan. Amen? Kaya kami, mayarap buhay namin, ha? Kasi lagi kami nakikita dito. Kaya para kaming nasa, nasa aquarium palagi. Lahat ng gagawin namin sa labas, di ba? Ano na ako, ano ko? Di ba? Minsan nga, eh. Yak ito, ha? Gross ito, ha? Pero noon kasi, pala, pala dura ako, eh. Ano? Eh, naging preacher ako. Tapos nakikita ako ng mga tao. Buti na lang, natanggal ko yun eh. Kasi mag... Brother Alvin! Oh, hi! Oh, praise God! Eh, kasi titignan nila lahat. Of course, lagi ko naman sinasabing, huwag kami titignan nyo. Ang titignan natin ay ang Diyos na ating pinapangaral. Pero mahirap mong paghiwalayin yun eh. At hindi lang ito para sa amin. Para sa ating lahat. Ah, mamaya, pagkain nyo mamaya sa labas, di ba? Nagalit kayo sa waiter. Ah, bakit nga lang tumorder ko? Ay, di ba kayo po yung kasama ko sa feast kanina? Hindi, okay naman to. Naghihintay naman kami. Ha? Love you, brother. Mahihap yun, ha? Dapat ang worship natin, buhay natin. Sabihin nyo nga lahat yun, ang worship ko ay buhay ko. Ay, ang ganda nung sinabi ni Brother Bo kanina yun. Sabi ni Moses, oh, Brother Bo, lagi natin nadidinig ito eh. You become like the God you worship. Kaya tayo natutulad sa Panginoon, eh ang Panginoon dito, hindi dito lang, hanggang sa labas. Dala-dala natin siya. Ang natutuwa ako, totoo yung sabi ni Bo eh. We, we may not be aware of it, but sometimes we make human beings our gods. Well, sa entertainment naman ito, hindi naman ito morally, intrinsically wrong. Pero tignan nyo, pati sa itsura, kinokopya natin yung mga idols natin. Yung panahon ng tatay ko, usong-uso si Elvis, kahit naman ngayon. At nung panahon ni Elvis noon, lahat ng mga lalaki may sideburns, di ba? Malalaki kwelyo, pag maglakat magsalaya, oh, mamsa, ginagaya mo mga idol mo eh, di ba? Oh, naalala niyo yung ghost, di ba? Yung si, sino yun? Demi Moore. Lahat ng mga babae nun, mukha ni Demi Moore. Kahit hindi bagay maiksi buhok, paiksi na rin sila. Di ba? Eh ngayon, ay, K-pop. Kaya mga kabataan ngayon, tingnan nyo, kamukha ng BTS lahat. <laughs> Nagsisingkit-singkitan kahit hindi naman. Ang mga buhok ka, kulay violet, purple, green. 
we become the gods whom we worship. Of course, I'm not saying that it's intrinsically wrong. Tayo din naman, you know? Kaya lang minsan, hindi lang tao, ha? Pag umikot ang buhay natin sa isang bagay, o kahit sabi ni Father kanina, we love our pets. Okay lang naman yun. Pero may mga tao, umikot na ang buhay nila sa kanilang pets. Kaya tignan nyo sila, nagiging magkamukha na sila ng pet niya. Hindi ba? Pati amoy, magkaamoy na sila. E umikot na ang mundo nila dun eh. Ah, ito, sa Pilipino, ano sabi natin? Ay, hindi masama ang pera. Pinipreach natin yan. Mahalaga ang pera. Pero pag tinaliguran mo na ang lahat para sa pera, ano tawag sa'yo sa Tagalog? Mukha ka ng pera. Ayan na, mukha mo. At least dollars. Hindi ba? Kaya, nagiging kamukha natin ang mga Diyos natin. Kaya mag-ingat tayo. Minsan kahit sa mga kanta, eh, alam niyo, singer ako, songwriter ako. Eh, mga... Ano naman yon? Talinhaga naman. Ah, pero nung panahon ng lolo't lola ko, kilala niyo sa Pilita Corales, hindi ba? Pag-ibig kapantay ay langit hirang. Bimo pag-ibig mo sa tao, pinuntay mo sa langit. Ah, huwag niyo naman sisihin si Pilita. Kinanta lang naman niya yun. Ah, tapos nung sumikat si Rico Puno, Pag-ibig ko'y kapantay ay langit, baby. Pinalitan lang ng baby. Pero ganun pa rin sinasabi niya. As high school ako, ay, kaibigan ko pa ngayon siya, si Ray Valera. Kaganda ng mga kanta niya. Pero may isa siyang kinanta na gusto kong tanong sa kanya pag nakita kami, seryoso ka ba doon? Sinasamba kita. Higit sa yung akalang, iniibig lang kita. Ang ganda ng kantang yan. Pero, ganun ba tayo umibig? Sasambahin na natin ang ating iniibig? Di ba sabi ni Brother Bo? Pag umikot na yung buhay mo, kahit sa asawa mo, pag namatayan, at talaga namang may mauuna sa inyo. Tapos pag nililiping, nasama ko sa'yo, nasama ko sa'yo. Pag may umiyak na ganun, tulak mo sa hukay. Tingnan natin. Pag pinuhay, Sabi mo, sasama ka, sumama ka na. Huh? Hirap eh. Huh? Ha, sambahin mo na? Oh, baka millennials ha. Mayroong kantang, All of me loves all of you. Oh, hindi ko sinasabing masamay mo, kinakanta ko din yan. John Legend yan. Eh, sa mga songwriters, that's a, that's a style. Huh? They're using metaphors. Kaya lang sa mga nakikinig, siniseryoso nila. Kaya pag all of me loves all of you, binigyan yung lahat sa isa't isa, tas hindi naging kayo? Pinagpalit ka? Nangiyak yun na binigay ko lahat sa'yo. Dapat binigay. Eh, ba't mo kasi binigay lahat? Nagtira ka man lang sana. So, ingat po tayo. Because you know, our worship rubs onto our lifestyle eh. Kaya anong sabi ni Moses? Tuloy niya. In Deuteronomy 12.31, sabi niya, You must not worship the Lord your God the way the other nations worship their gods. For they perform their gods, for their gods every detestable act that the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods. Oh, grabe. Kaya nadidinig natin, bakit gusto ng Diyos siya lang ang sambahin mo? Nag-i-ego trip ba siya? Insecure ba siya? Hindi. Gusto ng Diyos siya ang sambahin mo para sa'yo. Tama yung title natin. God wants you to worship Him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength because He is committed to your well-being. Yung mga taong binigay ang buhay nila para sa mga celebrities, nung namatay yung celebrity, o nung nalaos na, eh talagang mga lahat yan fade O binigay mo ang buhay mo sa pera, Eh, alam mo namang ang pera, walang alam na lingwahe niyan, kundi goodbye. Huh? Kahit na yung pinaka-iniidolo mo makapangyarihan, mayayaman, nawawala sila. Kaya ayaw ng Diyos, ma-frustrate ka. Kaya pag binigay mo lahat dyan at nawala yan, mawawala ka din. Samantalang pag binigay mo ang lahat sa iyong Diyos, hindi siya mawawala. Lagi siyang nandyan, panghabang buhay. 
panghabang panahon. Kaya kung tataya mo din lang ang buhay mo, tumaya ka na na panghabang buhay sa Kanya. Ay yung mga tao no, no, tinataya nila sa mga false gods na ang, ang, ang naging kultura, ha? death, violence, ayaw ni Lord John. Kasi malulungkot ka lang, mafo-frustrate ka. But if you worship Yahweh, who always gives us life, you end up co-creating Eden for others. Oh, ang ganda. Sabi ni Brother Bo, it's a call to go back to Eden. Why? Because worship is much more than rituals. Again, it's amazing that we sing worship songs here, that we're all immersed in God's presence. That, um, that's fantastic. But as I've said a while ago, Brother Bo says, worship goes beyond singing. And pag, pag doon lang nakabata yun, eh, eh, nahihinto eh. eh. Sabi nga natin, ang worship dapat walang cut. Kasi tingnan yung structure ng lecture ni Moses, kung mabasahin nyo pa. Sa una, unang part, Moses discusses the details of altars and sacrifices from chapters 12 to 13. And then this is interesting, ha? on the second part, in chapters 14 to 15, he talks about seemingly random stuff. From tithing to freeing slaves, forgiving debt, and helping the poor. And then third, he goes back about uh, talking about sacrifices and religious festivals. Pero interesting dyan, yung tithing, yung pagbibigay, freeing slaves, canceling debts, worship. Yes. Yes. In fact, so we, we've talked about this when we had our discussions on Leviticus. Pero pasadahan lang natin kasi binanggit ulit sa Deuteronomy. Sa 14, 22 to 28, be sure to set aside, uh, uh, again, tithing is worship. And we read that we are called, or Moses called the Israelites to set aside a tenth of all that your fields produce each year. At the end of every three years, bring all the tithes, ikapu, alam natin yan, of that year's produce and store it in your towns. Let's continue. So that the Levites, everybody say Levites, who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, and the foreigners, the fatherless, the widows who live in your towns may come and eat and be satisfied. And so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Anong sinasabi dito? Magbigay tayo. Let's give to our spiritual family. Yung mga Levites po, Sila yung mga lingkod sa templo. They're the musicians. They're the, the gatekeepers, the guardians, the temple officials. Ang sabi ni Moses, bibigay kayo sa kanila. And that continues on until now. That's why we, we, we invite you. We call you to give to your spiritual family. That's very much part of your worshiping the Lord. Why? Because as you give, we are able to continue what we do. And then, God, uh, Moses says, give to the foreigners. Ngayon, mga migrants yan. Or to the fatherless, the orphans, and the poor. Kailangan nakaakibat ang ating pagsamba sa Diyos sa pagtulong sa mga nangangailangan. Hindi pwedeng hiwalay. Kaya nga tayo, ang ganda ng ating mga feasts, gatherings. Pero kaakibat nito, marami tayong mercy ministries. Hi kulang. Kung tayo ay magkakantahan at magdadasal lamang kung ito ay hindi isa sa buhay at isa sa gawa. Kaya tayo may anawim. Nangangalaga tayo sa mga matatanda. Kaya tayo may grace to be born. May Jeremiah. May He Cares. May, may, may Ministry for Cancer Patients hanggang sa mga nakakulong. We've got to put our worship into action. Our faith into action. In fact, tignan nyo to sa Deuteronomy 15, 1, 7 to 8. How, uh, what does it say? Let's read please. At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. Kasama sa worship ang usapin sa utang. Kaya alam, wag gawing literal ito. Baka hindi kayo magbayad ng utang ng pitong taon. Tapos sabihin nyo, quits na tayo. Ha? Sabi sa Biblia. Hindi po. Ha? Pero tignan nyo ito. Sa poor ito. Para dun sa talagang ha, noon. It says, If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend them whatever they need. We continue. 
If any of your people, Hebrew men or women, sell themselves to you and serve you six years, on the seventh year, you must let them go free. Anong sinasabi dito? Our worship should overflow with radical generosity to the poor. Kailangan makita sa gawa, sa kawang gawa. In fact, nadidinig natin palagi yan. The church has a preferential option for the poor. Doon makikita eh. Kung nagbabago nga ba tayo sa ating pagsamba sa Diyos. In fact, kita niyo yan. Pati mga utang, pati yung mga alipin. Because in God's mind, worship and justice are one. Kaya hindi pa pwedeng worshiper ka pero mapangapi ka. Hindi, it doesn't match kung worshiper ka pero mapanglamang ka sa kapwa. Naalala ko tuloy, hindi ko alam, banda kasi ako. Alam niyo ba yung yano? May kanta sila nun na, di ba? Manal na aso, santong kabayo, natatawa ako, hi 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 hi. Naalala niyo yun? Kasi sabi nung kanta, dasal ng dasal yung ali, pero pagbaba niya, may lumapit sa kanyang mihingi ng tulong, minura pa niya. It doesn't, it doesn't match. Kaya nga, alam niyo, minsan, pinag-uusapan namin ni Brother Bo, ito noon pa. Pati nga si Bishop Lagdameo, tinanong ko dito noon eh, Father, a Bishop, or Bo, sabi ko, bakit tayo Christian country? No? One of the Catholic countries in the world or in Asia, nangunguna tayo. Pero marami pa rin tayong social problems. Marami pa rin mga mahihirap na below the poverty line. Mayroon kayang mismatch sa ating Christianismo tsaka sa ating pagkabuhay? Kasi pag napupunta ako ng abroad, halimbawa uh, sa, sa Japan, huh? o napupunta ako sa Europe, kita ko yung mga traffic ano nila, yung pedestrian, yung uh, mga bata sa kalye, sinusunod. Ah, ang layo pa lang nung, mga, nung, nung, nung sasakyan, humihinto pag may dumadaan. Tapos, mga atheist yun. Pero sumusunod sila sa batas trafiko. Dito sa Pilipinas, naalala ko, pagtatawid ka, paya ka makikipagbulan kay kamatayan. Swipe ka ng jeep, tapos mo, ay, tumabi ka, lukuloko ka. Tapos sa jeep na kalagay, Santo Nino, Divine Mercy, Mama Mary. Parang may mismatch, no? Ay, nung nasa Japan ako, grabe, nakita ko yung mga, mga tinda, may, may mga tinda dun sa kali, walang nagbabantay. Tapos sabi ko, no, you just put your money, you get the newspaper, or kanoan, just put the money. Hindi nawawala. Kung galing. Tapos sabi nila, walang mga Diyos ang tao dito. Tapos, sa atin nga, may nagbabantay na, tabi pa ng simbahan. Sa loob nga ng misa, di ba? Bago kayo kumunyon, tignan nyo yung mga gamit ninyo, baka mawala. Gabi, misa na. So, hindi nyo ba nakisip na baka may mismatch? Kaya nga sabi sa akin ni eh, Cardinal Tagli noon, Ang sabi niya kasi ang Christianismo, merong uh, code, the cult, and uh, may basta tatlo. Pero okay daw tayo dun sa code, okay daw tayo dun sa mga seremonya, okay daw tayo sa katikismo, pero yung code of life, dapat makitang sa buhay. Kaya tingnan nyo, as you worship day by day, we should be more like Him Kung tayo, kaya nga ta, pangalan sa atin, Kristiyano. Para nagiging katulad tayo ni Kristo. We should end up being committed to the well-being of others too. Kaya if we worship the God, and if we become like the God we worship, and we worship our one true God, nagiging katulad niya tayo. We don't become gods, but we can be like Him in being committed to others. Parang apoy. Gusto ko yung analogy ng, ng kahoy, na paglalo ng pagbabasang-basa yung kahoy, tapos padaanin mo sa apoy, pag dumaan lang yan, walang mangyayari sa kahoy. Pero pag pinatagal mo yan sa apoy, ng ilang segundo, abay, iinit yung, iinit yung kahoy. Pero pag tinanggal mo yon lalamig ulit. E minsan, ganyan tayo sa simbahan. Papasok, iinit tayo sa Panginoon. Pero paglabas, lalamig ulit. Pero kung gusto mong talaga maging kaisa ng apoy, bumabad yung kahoy dun sa apoy. And you know what happens to the wood? 
it will change in its structure, in its chemistry, so that the wood and the fire becomes one. At yan yung sinasabi ng Diyos. Magiging Eden tayo eh. Because God and man will dwell as one and man will dwell with others in harmony. That's God's dream for us. As we worship, we create Eden and heaven here on earth. In fact, yung ating worship minsan nagiging self-centered culture. Kasi pag nag-worship tayo, pero hindi natin feel. Diba? Ay, hindi ko na feel yung worship. Mali yung kanta nila eh. Ah? At saka yung sound system, malabo. O kaya kahit sa misa, di ba? Hindi ko na-feel yung misa. Bakit? Ay, kasi yung pare. Nakadepende naka, kung anong gagawin sa atin. We want the worship to satisfy us. We want God to satisfy us. Parang baliktad. Dapat ang worship, we satisfy God. Just like Jesus, our Lord. Hindi palaging good feeling ang worship. How did Jesus worship His Father? Give the He gave His life. Feel good ba yan na ipako sa krus? Subukan nyo, tignan natin kung maganda yan. Pero yan ay niyakap ni Jesus because this is His ultimate worship to the Father of giving His life. He wanted to satisfy the Father. I'm gonna end with a story that I will continue from where I left off during last Grand Feast. Are you still okay for one last story? Naalala niyo yung kwento ko tungkol kay Reniel James Habagat? Kasi nung muli tayo na Grand Feast, kwinento ko siya, dahil nadaanan namin siya sa bangketa, sa Cagayandi Oro, sa may Limket Kai, na gumagawa ng assignment, dahil walang kuryente, hanggang sa nakaibigan namin siya, at binigyan pa natin ng cellphone para matapos sa mga yung kanyang school works at nakatapos siya ng grade 10, junior high. At sabi ko sa kanya, ako una i-text mo ha. After three days, tinext niya ako at sinabi niya, nakatapos na ako, Kuya Alvin, may lambing lang ako sa'yo. Talaga? Anong lambing mo? Gra-graduate kasi ako, walang a-attend sa akin. Niwana na siya ng mga magulang niya. Baka pwede namang ikaw ang tumayo bilang magulang ko sa graduation ko. Iniwan ko yung kwentong ganun. Kasi, linggo yun. Lunis yung graduation niya. Barcelona po, malipad na naman. Papuntang Cagayan de Oro City. Pero hindi para sa isang worship event o isang concert. Ito'y para sa isang special na tao, si Reniel. Samahan niyo ako at subaybayan niyo ang kanyang kwento. Tara Nandito tayo ngayon sa Cagayan de Oro City National High School Junior High. At dito po gagraduate si Reniel. Yung batang nakilala ko sa bangketa na gumagawa ng assignment dahil kailangan niya ng ilaw katabi ng 7-11. At nagbabantay siya ng mga nakapark na sasakyan para kumita. Dahil binubuhay niya ang kanyang kapatid na babae na 6 years old. Dahil iniwan na sila ng kanilang mga magulang. Buong-buo ang pangarap ni Rainiel na makapagtapos hanggang sa siya ay maging sundalo upang mahango ang sarili sa kahirapan at buhayin ang kanyang kapatid. Hindi alam ni Rainiel na ako'y nandito. Surpresahin natin, kaya hanapin na natin. Ito na ang araw na pinakihintay ni Rainiel, ang kanyang graduation. Tara dito tayo ngayon sa gym kung saan gaganapin ang graduation ni Rainiel. Again, baka hindi niya alam na nandito ako. Tawagan natin siya. Sana masurpresa siya. Oh. Hello? Rainiel? Nasaan ka na? Congratulations, Rainiel. Happy graduation. 
Oh, nasaan ka na? Ayun, yung ka ba? Ayun. Happy graduation ha. Dito ako, dumating ako para sa iyo. At mukhang surpresa siya na nandito ako. Kaya, abangan na natin ang kanyang graduation. This is just a wild guess, it's a bold guess, that God sees me when I give talks, that God sees me when I preach and when I sing, but I guess God sees me more when I start being more like Him when I commit myself to others, especially to those who need Him most. Ang pakiwari ko, doon ako lagulong nagiging kamuka ni Jesus kapag nagsisilbi akong yakap niya doon sa mga mas nangangailangan sa Kanya. In fact, may part 3 po at part 4 po yan. <laughs> Dahil hindi lang naman po ako ang nag-commit kay Rainiel. Hindi lang yan one-time thing na nagbigay tapos iniwanan na siya. Hindi po. Kinagabihan yan, pinakilala ko siya sa feast sa Cagayan de Oro City. At kinupkop na po siya ng feast kagayan di Oro City. Sasamahan siya hanggang matapos sa kanyang senior high at matupad ang kanyang pangarap na maging sundalo. Katunayan, sa kakapalabas-palabas ko niyan, committed ako sa ganun eh, hindi ko naman kayang tumulong. Dapat tulong-tulong tayong lahat. Two Sundays ago sa Aliyah Theater, may lumapit sa akin. Brother Alvin, napanood ko yun si Rainiel. Ay, salamat po. Gusto ko siyang tulungan. Ay, salamat po. Ang daming tumutulong sa kanya dahil na-post. Gusto ko siyang tulungan sa pangarap niya na maging sundalo siya. Sabi mo sa kanya, baka gusto niya sa Air Force. Ako si General ng Mindanao. At sabi mo sa kanya, tapusin lang niya yung kanyang senior high. At iaayos natin ang kanyang buhay at pangarap. No, eh, palagay ko, hindi naman hinihingi ng Diyos na maging committed tayo sa buong sangkatauhan eh. Sa kanya yun. Most of the time, God calls us to be committed to just a few people, to our families, to our jobs, to our work, to our spiritual family. But I guess He's also committed is also inviting us to commit ourselves to even one person who we may be able to change and make a difference. I believe that when we worship our God who is committed to us, we express that more by committing ourselves to love others too. So come, let's worship God. And let's give our all to Him as we also give our all to others. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
subscribe to Feast Radio, and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.